Welcome to the podcast of Hope Community Church. Hope exists to be a church where people can experience the transformative power of the gospel in the context of grace-centered community. We strive to be real people looking to the real Jesus for real change that can have redemptive impact among individuals, local communities, our city, and the world. For more information, visit hopecommunity.com. As a church, we've been in a sermon series where we've been working our way through the Gospel of Mark, one of the stories we have in the New Testament about the life of Jesus when he was here on earth. And today we come to a very famous passage, um, a passage known as the parable of the sower, the story Jesus tells about uh, a farmer going to sow some seed. And so we're going to look at this together. And if you want to follow along, the passage is printed there in your bulletin. Um, It's in Mark chapter 4, verses 1 through 20. And I'm going to read this whole thing here for us and pray, and then we'll jump in and look at it together. So let's look at God's word together and and hear this now from Mark chapter 4, starting in verse 1. Again, he, Jesus, began to teach by the sea, and a very large crowd gathered about him so that he got into a boat and sat in it on the sea. And the whole crowd was beside the sea on the land, and he was teaching them many things in parables. And in his teaching, he said to them, listen, behold, a sower went out to sow. And as he sowed, some seed fell along the path, and the birds came and devoured it. Other seed fell on rocky soil, rocky ground, where it did not have much soil, and immediately it sprang up, since it had no depth of soil. And when the sun rose, it was scorched, and since it had no root, it withered away. Other seed fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked it, and it yielded no grain. And other seeds fell into good soil and produced grain, growing up and increasing and yielding thirtyfold and sixtyfold and a hundredfold. And he said, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. And when he was alone, those around him with the twelve asked him about the parables. And he said to them, to you has been given the secret of the kingdom of God. But for those outside, everything is in parables so that they may indeed see but not perceive and may indeed hear but not understand lest they should turn and be forgiven. And he said to them, do you not understand this parable? How will you then understand all the parables? The sower sows the word. And these are the ones along the path where the word is sown. When they hear, Satan immediately comes and takes away the word that is sown in them. And these are the ones sown on rocky ground, the ones who, when they hear the word, immediately receive it with joy. And they have no root in themselves, but endure for a while. Then, when tribulation or persecution arises on account of the word, immediately they fall away. And others are the ones sown among thorns. They are those who hear the word, but the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches and the desires for other things enter in and choke the word, and it proves unfruitful. But those that were sown on the good soil are the ones who hear the word and accept it and bear fruit 30-fold and 60-fold and 100-fold. Let's pray together. Our gracious God and Father, we do um, thank you for this morning. We thank you for all that you're doing in our midst and in our lives. Uh, We thank you for this week we're coming out of, where as a culture we put a lot of emphasis on gratitude and giving thanks. 
and yet we know that uh, we have so much all the time to be grateful for to you, even in the midst of difficulties and, and hardships that we face. And, and your word says that as your people, we are to be a people that overflow with thanksgiving. And so uh, we ask that by your spirit, you would continue to uh, cultivate a grateful spirit in us and uh, among us. And we thank you specifically now for this word, this passage that we get to study together as we're here today. And we pray that you would um, use it in the ways that we need it, that you'd give us uh, ears to hear it and to listen to it. And we ask uh, Jesus, in your name, amen. So there's a, there's a big difference between hearing and listening. Between hearing, which is, you know, hearing noises, sounds, words, like actually hearing them with your ears and listening, which is taking that, taking what you hear and then actively processing it, actively making sense of it. And so what this means is you can, you can hear something, but not listen to it. Or you can hear someone, but not listen to them. And, and when we do this, this creates all kinds of problems. Uh, I think about how I can see this in my life. It can be as simple as me hearing someone's name when they introduce themselves to me, but I don't listen to it. And so uh, right after the interaction, because I wasn't listening, I have no idea what their name was that they uh, just told me. I can be in a meeting, I can be having a meal with someone, and for one reason or another, I can zone out while they're telling me something. And so I'm hearing what they're saying, but after I, moments later, after I come out of this zone, I realize, oh, I wasn't listening. And so I, I don't really know what they were saying. I don't know if you've ever been in a group and have been called to pray uh, for someone or for a situation when you were there and you were hearing but you weren't really listening, like that's a tough one. It's like, sure, I'll pray. <laughs> and it's kind of generic. Uh, but worst of all, I, I think about how I can do this even at home with Sarah and our kids. And sadly, it can be easy for me to, to come home after a full day at work and I've got conversations I'm replaying in my head. I've got sermon ideas swirling around. I'm thinking about what do I need to prioritize for the next day? And so I, I hear them, but I don't listen. I get the content of what they're saying, but I, I don't, I, I miss the substance. And so I'm not there for them and I and can't move in for them and with them the way that I want to. It, it can look all kinds of different ways, but it can get us into all kinds of trouble when we hear, but don't listen. And now I bring that up today because Jesus tells us here in our passage that the same thing is true with the kingdom of God. And for the next two weeks, we're going to be looking at some of these parables here in Mark chapter 4. And parables are stories Jesus uses to teach us about the kingdom of God, in particular, about the mystery of his kingdom. And in this parable today, the parable of the sower, what he explains to us is the mystery that the kingdom comes by listening, by hearing and listening. It doesn't come by force. It doesn't come by military advance or compulsion, which is the way that uh, all of the people in Jesus's day would have expected the kingdom of God to come, but it comes by hearing and by listening. And this is why he says at the end of this parable, when he ends 
telling it to the whole group, he says in verse 9, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. And I really like the way Eugene Peterson translates this in the message. He has Jesus saying, are you listening to this? Are you really listening? And so here in our time together today, we're going to focus on our listening and what it means for how the kingdom of God may or may not have come into our lives. And to do that, we're going to ask three questions. First, we're going to ask, what is it we need to listen to? Second, we're going to ask, why do we so often hear but not listen? And then we'll end by asking, okay, well, how can we start to hear and listen? And normally these points would be printed in your outline, but we printed them at the beginning of this week. But that's where we're headed if you're a note taker. So first, first question we're going to ask, what is it we need to listen to? So as another large crowd gathers around Jesus, he gets in a boat, he floats offshore, and he begins to tell a story about a farmer sowing seed. And the, the only seed sowing I do at this point in my life is when I plant new grass seed each year in the fall and in the spring in uh, my yard. I grew up around a lot of gardening and, and growing gre- fresh fruits and, and vegetables in my family. So I always aspire to do more one day, maybe one day. I'll get there, but for now, this is all I've gotten. So I've had that image in my head and sort of always have that image in my head when I think about this parable. But Jesus tells a story about a farmer going out and and him sowing seed on all different types of ground, and he tells us how it does. And you notice he doesn't explain the parable to the whole group. He just ends in verse 9. And this is normally the way Jesus does with parables. He normally leaves you hanging so that you got to figure out the meaning of of what he's saying for yourself. But here, however, he explains it to us. He tells us what it means. In verse 13, he said to them, Do you not understand this parable? This is the smaller group he's talking to. And he says, How then will you understand all the parables? And he starts like this, saying, The sower sows the word. So Jesus tells us the seed is the word. And in the remaining verses, verses 15 through 20, he then walks through the rest of the parable and explains how each type of soil responds to the seed or the word. And what you see is the way he explains the response they have is how they hear it, how they hear it and listen to the word of God. So what Jesus wants us to listen to is the word. Okay, well then, what exactly is the word Jesus is talking about? Well, it's the word about him. It's the word Mark's been telling us about from the beginning. The word that Jesus himself has been proclaiming since he started his ministry, that the long-awaited king, the one true king, he's come, he's here. The eternal son of God, the king of all creation has come and he's broken into history, into our history. The way Aslan breaks into Narnia when it's, been always winter but never Christmas, where the the white witch is in control and there's a great chill and darkness over the land. But Aslan, the true king, comes and he awakens and he restores Narnia to what it was meant to be. The word we need to listen to is the good news about Jesus, the word of God, according to John chapter 1, the word who wants to be in a relationship with us, who's come to bring us out of the kingdom of this world and into 
his kingdom, into the kingdom of God. It's the word we get in the Bible. I mean, uh, that's the big story the Bible is about. There are all kinds of smaller stories in the Bible, but this is the story. This is the overarching narrative that runs throughout the whole thing. And this is the word. This word is what we study and, and reflect on each week when we come together here in worship. It's what we study and reflect and meditate on in our community groups, in our Bible studies, in our own personal devotional time. Jesus tells us in this parable, this is the word, the seed that we need to hear and listen to on a regular basis. It's where it all begins. It's the initiating factor for the kingdom of God to come into our lives. You and I, we've got to hear and listen to the word about him. And when we do, he tells us something incredible happens. So normally, a good crop in this time was tenfold or fifteenfold. That's about as good as you could hope for when you were sowing your seed. But Jesus says when you listen, when you really listen to the word, you're going to get at least double that in your life. In verse 20, he says, But those that were sown on the good soil are those who hear the word and accept it and bear fruit thirtyfold and sixtyfold and a hundredfold. Simple enough. But this brings us to our next question. Because I know I don't always feel like I'm bearing the kind of 30, 60, 100-fold sort of mega fruit in my life. If I'm honest, a lot of the time I feel more like uh, the grass. I can barely get to grow under the uh, swings on the playset in our backyard. And so what's going on? Why do, do we so often hear the word but not listen to it like this? And this is where we're going to spend more time because this is where Jesus spends more of his time in the parable. And, and what Jesus tells us here is it's about our heart. It's about what's going on in our heart. It's about the heart posture or the heart disposition we have. And with the four different kinds of soils he gives us, Jesus gives us four kinds of heart postures we can have as we hear the word. And the first three explain to us why we so often hear but don't listen very well to the word. And so we're going to take a look at these and I want us to pay attention to where we may see ourselves as we walk through these. So first, number one, the first heart posture we see that explains why we hear but don't listen to the word is what we could call hearing with a hardened heart. Hearing with a hardened heart. Look at verse three. Jesus begins the parable. He says, listen, behold, a sower went out to sow and as he sowed some seed, fell along the path and the birds came and devoured it. You can think about a, a walking path, how the dirt is packed down from everyone walking all over it and all the, the sort of soft excess is gone. And so all you have is this hardened soil. And so the seed uh, is gonna come and, and bounce off of it and become easy prey for the birds that are close by. And Jesus explains, this is like someone who listens with a heart so hard that the story never has a chance. It doesn't even break ground and begin any of the growth process. In verse 15, he says, these are the ones along the path where the word is sown. When they hear, Satan immediately comes and takes away the word that is sown in them. So this is someone who doesn't make any effort to listen to or consider the message. Someone who doesn't take it seriously and completely writes off Jesus before 
giving him a chance before making any effort at all to think about if the story about him could be true. There's no openness. There's only resistance. And you can see this a lot of times with people outside of the church who have no interest in it for various reasons. Maybe there's been a tragedy or a loss, something so difficult. It's like, I want nothing to do with God ever. Perhaps someone had a professor in college or a friend who, who told them about these, you know, sort of unknown facts about Christianity or about the Bible and, and made, led them to believe like this is completely made up. Or maybe it's, it's the behavior of, of Christians themselves in the name of Jesus that uh, has gotten someone to this point and has created this hardness. But it's also what we can find with us inside the church. And it's always important to remember, most of the people who have a hard heart to Jesus and don't listen to him in the gospels are people on the inside. People like you and me. People who, in a sense, have been to church since before they can remember. Who know the answers. People who could dominate a Bible trivia contest. People who know all about the parable of the sower, but it's all so familiar and abstract. It's not real at all to you. It's not personal. And so there's no fruit of the word in your life. You don't listen to it at all. And all the religious activity, you've tuned it out. And your heart has become hardened to it. And that's the first way, the first reason we hear but don't listen. And then second, Jesus shows us we can hear and not listen when we hear with what we can call a superficial heart. A superficial heart. Verse 5, he says, Other seed fell on rocky ground where it did not have much soil. And immediately it sprang up since it had no depth of soil. And when the sun rose, it was scorched. And since it had no root, it withered away. So these are like the, the grass seeds that uh, go into the cracks in our stone patio behind our house. Uh, there's a thin layer of soil, but there's no depth. There's no space for them to grow roots. There are rocks. And so the, 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 they'll shoot up, the seed will shoot up quickly and you'll see these little green grass blades come up before the other ones come up that are in the yard. But after a little time, and they, as they face the heat of the sun, their lack of, of having roots is exposed. And so they'll quickly wither away and die. And Jesus says, this is a way of hearing the word where you meet it with immediate receptivity. You get really excited about it. You're thinking about how this is gonna, this is gonna change everything for you. you. You really wanna get involved in church and in community. You wanna go all in, but you haven't yet listened to what we could call the, the harder parts of the word. You haven't wrestled with some of the hard sayings of Jesus and what Christianity says about the inevitability of suffering and persecution that's gonna happen when you follow him. And it's not always going to be easy and exciting and fun that it is going to cost you something, that it is going to cause you to live your life differently from the world around you. And so you haven't developed the deep roots you need to keep going when these kinds of things come into your life. And so what happens is as soon as something comes up and believing this stuff is going to cost you something, a promotion at work, sexual self-denial, bitterness, and unforgiveness you, you need to let go of, when it is going to force you to live differently, you decide you're out. Like the seed in the crack in the patio, instead of bearing fruit because you don't have the roots, the word withers 
in your life and it dies. Jesus said, these are the ones sown on rocky ground, the ones who, when they hear the word, immediately receive it with joy and they have no root in themselves, but endure for a while. Then when tribulation or persecution arises on account of the word, immediately they fall away. And then finally, the last heart posture Jesus gives us that explains why we hear but don't listen is when you and I listen with a divided heart, when we listen with a divided heart, and this is probably the most important and most dangerous, I think, for us in the church. Jesus explains it as seed that fell among thorns and the thorns grew up and choked it and it yields no grain. And, and I say this is probably the most important for us to think about because notice in the other two scenarios, the seed dies. So the first one never comes up at all. The, the second one shoots up quickly, but then because it doesn't have any roots, once it faces the heat of the sun, it withers and dies fairly quickly. But in this scenario, it's still alive. There's nothing that says that tells us it dies. The problem is there's no fruit. So it's alive, but it's being choked by the thorns that have grown up around it. And Jesus explains what's happening when he says this in verse 18, that others are the ones sown among thorns. They're those who hear the word, but the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches and the desires for other things enter in and choke the word and it proves unfruitful. And so listening with a divided heart in some sense means listening to Jesus and, and, and in some sense, receiving and believing the good news about him, but at the same time, being unwilling to let go of whatever it is that has your heart, whatever it is that, that is competing with Jesus for the top spot. It could be career success. It could be money. It could be how you stack up socially, like finding like the one, right? Being, being, perfectly in control of all of your life, making sure your kids turn out exactly the way you want them to. One of the best illustrations I think about of this is the story of the rich young ruler. If you know that one, this guy who comes to Jesus and is clearly a religious person who on some level wants to, to grow and do well in his faith. But Jesus sniffs, a, sniffs out right away that there's something holding him back, that, that his heart is so tied to his money. And so he tells him, basically, if you want to bear fruit and live a fruitful life of faith, you got to let that, let that stuff go. You got to leave it behind. You got to come follow me and me alone. And if you know the story, you know he can't do it. And he ends up keeping his stuff and walking away from Jesus sad, not bearing any fruit. And a divided heart is, is so dangerous for us in the church because you can be here and you can, you can do the whole thing for years and years and years but you don't change. You don't grow. There's no real fruit in your life. No matter how many sermons you hear and small groups you attend, the gospel never seems to have any real power in your life and you, you don't know why. Well, Jesus tells us here why. It's because there are, there are thorns that are choking out the seed of the gospel. And so in the first three soils, we see why you and I so often hear the gospel, but don't listen to it. We listen with a hardened heart. We listen with a, a superficial heart. And we listen with a divided heart. 
And as I take in these three soils, uh, all three resonate with me in different ways. I see ways I harden my heart to Jesus. I see ways I can listen to him with a superficial heart and don't want my relationship with him to cost me anything real. I can, I can think about thorns that, that keep showing up in my life and keep competing with Jesus and his place in my heart. But of course, that's not what I want. That's not the kind of soil I wanna be. I'm sure that's not the kind of soil you wanna be. We wanna be like the fourth soil, the good soil that hears the word, that listens to it, that bears much fruit. If we were to categorize this one, I think we could call it uh, listening, hearing the word and listening with a humble heart, with a heart that's tender, that's open, that's completely receptive to him and, and is willing to let him set the agenda for us. I mean, that's what I want. That's what we all want. And so this brings us to the last question we're going to ask this morning. How can, we, how can we become like this? How can we start to become like the good soil? How can we start to hear and listen, really listen to the word of God in such a way that we begin to see this kind of 30, 60, and 100 fold fruit in our life? Well, what we've got to remember, and what's really important, is for us to understand that soil is soil. And here's what I mean by that. Soil is, it can't change itself, right? Uh, it's just soil. So go out and become the good soil, like go out and improve your soil is not very helpful instruction. There's only one person who can do something about the soil, and that's the sower, and so far we've talked about the seed, we've talked about the soil, but we haven't talked about the sower yet. And the sower is the only one who can change the soil. And I mentioned earlier having a lot of gardening in my family. Well, no doubt the strongest heritage I have agriculturally comes from my grandfather on my mom's side. And this isn't the grandfather with the old cars and the slot machine that I talked about a few weeks ago. This is my grandfather who lived about a half a mile the other way down the road, both great men. But being so close, we would also visit them very often and drive by their house a lot. And, and almost every time we went to visit or drove by, as long as something was in season, my grandfather was out working in his gardens. And what was he doing out there? He was tilling, he was breaking up the soil, he was removing rocks, he was pulling out weeds, he was cutting out thorns, he was getting the ground ready to receive the seed that he was going to sow. Or if he had already sowed the seed, he was tending to it as it grew to help it continue to grow and produce a better crop. That was his job as a sower. And so if the seed is the word, specifically the word about Jesus, if the soil is the posture or disposition of our heart, then who is the sower? Well, he's our, our sovereign all-powerful God, our great and loving Father, who the one who's responsible for everything in all creation, including our own salvation, including the disposition of my heart and your heart. And that means it's his job to get the soil of our hearts ready for the seed he wants to plant in it. And so then how, how do we start to hear and listen? How can we become the good soil here in the parable? We come to him and we ask. We come to him and we ask him to get us ready to hear and receive the message, to do whatever 
is necessary to make us into a humble, receptive, and ultimately fruit-bearing soil. And the good news is, he can do it. Right? No matter how bad of a listener you may feel like you are today, uh, based on this sermon, by the power of his spirit, he can, he can soften any soil. He can deepen any roots. He can cut out any thorns. It may not be comfortable. Most of the time it's painful when God comes in and does this kind of thing because these rocks and and thorns have become fixtures in our lives, but it's worth it for him to come in and do this so we can receive the kingdom with power and, and bear fruit. And so the invitation for you and me today is simply to ask God to make us into the good soil to give us ears to hear and to listen, to really listen. He wants nothing more to do it than to do it. Because what God really wants to do in our lives is is not just plant the story about Jesus in our heart, but he wants to plant Jesus himself. See, the seed isn't just a, a story about Jesus. It is Jesus. He is the seed. When Jesus was talking about what he came to do, here's what he said in John 12, verse 24. He said, truly, truly, I say to you, unless a wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. See, Jesus is the lowly, unassuming Jewish man who was born into a poor family, who made a living as a carpenter, who traveled around with 12 guys, for three years until he put on a crown of thorns and was executed on a cross and pushed down into the ground, buried under a rock so that he would come up again and bear more fruit than this world has ever seen by establishing his kingdom, this mysterious kingdom that's, that's here now in part, but that's one day coming in full. This is the kingdom Jesus invites you and me into today a kingdom unlike any other, a kingdom that can't be stopped. All we have to do is listen. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your word. And we do simply ask this morning that you would give us the ears to hear and listen to this word so that we would be people and we would be a church that bears this kind of 30-fold, 60-fold, and a hundredfold fruit. Uh, We come knowing that you're the only one who can give us the ability to do that. So we ask that you would by the power of your spirit. In Jesus' name, amen.